Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello and welcome to a brand new series of Dish from Waitrose! We're back around a brand new dish table. Very big table. How do you like this, Ange? We can't even meet so far away. How are you? I'm all right. Where the hell have you been? Away, out of your life. I Living know. Living the dream. Out of sight, out of mind, I tell you, with Angela Hartner. Oh, unless... hold on. Yeah, it is. Hold unless on. it's contractually obliged. Don't, <laughs> don't have sight and a sound of Angela. Well, you know, I've got things to do. Busy people. Just come back <laughs> from a holiday. You look really good. You look like you've been on holiday. I went to Indonesia. Oh, nice. Yeah, no trekking either. Just lovely, relaxing, chilling, oh, nice. eating good food, swimming. Oh, did you miss me? Not really, no. No, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. It's fine. I can watch your Instagram. I know you went to the dentist yesterday. I, I know did. you went to the gym on Sunday. I know, yeah. I know your life. I don't need to speak to you. You had Indonesia and I had the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Been a great eight weeks away. <laughs> but we're back. Great guest today, Rob Delaney. Going Amazing to join us. Guest. Who I'm very excited to meet. and never yeah. met him. Oh. Very funny and very interesting character. Did yeah. you read his book? Yeah, it was very emotional. It was an incredible book, actually. Yeah, very emotional book. I'm too sensitive for it. it got me yeah i think really he, got me i love the fact that frankenstein is his go-to book yeah. for emotion and <laughs> yeah actually as he explained who wrote frankenstein mary oh, shelley thank you mary shelley mary was Berry. a grieving mother you know so yeah. he was a grieving father and probably is still a grieving uh-huh. father i don't think you ever get over that loss no Anyway, we're going to talk to him about we're that. We're going to talk to him about that, and we're also going to do him lamb. I love the fact you still say we. Series three, we. Nick has yet to pick up a knife. But anyway, I, yes, we are uh, doing Excuse lamb. me, I caught a little bit of ginger before. <laughs> I messaged you about lamb on Sunday because I went to the countryside. Even. Yeah, did you a voice note? Yes. Urgent voice note. I got a lamb shank. Okay. What is that? It's the top half of the lamb. It's like your sort of thigh. thighs. Yeah. yeah, so I got lamb shanks for yeah. me and me. Slow cooking. And I was just like, let me find something yum to do. Yeah. And then I was like, hang on. <laughs> Call me mate. I'll ask Angela. <laughs> and I sent her a voice note being like, I uh, got some lamb shanks, nice ones. What do you do with them? And I got a message that just said, at the football, can't listen to this. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the words were, I can't hear it properly because I was at the Arsenal Crystal Palace. I love you at the Arsenal which getting we were, we were 4-1, just to put it out there. Priorities, do you know yeah. what I mean? Priorities. Arteta, Nick Grimshaw. Exactly, you're like, what? You know, it's like, sorry. Google yeah. your lamb shanks. And I did, actually. You did? And yeah. how were they? I don't know. I think I did them wrong. I needed okay, to, if I'm right. honest. Did Mish love them? No, he didn't. He didn't like they, it like you know love my burger? Fine. Okay. I think right. you've ruined my palate. <laughs> Because everything I have now when I'm not recording dish okay, it's not is like, it's all right. It's, it's not all right. like yummy. Yeah, oh, so today I'm ready for yeah. the yumminess of lamb. So today we're having braised leg of lamb with mint, parsley and almond pesto. Oh, nice. Should we get our guest in then? Yes. 
one we're very excited about, a very special one, not just saying it because he can see me, um, <laughs> but we're excited because we get to talk about some things that we love. We get to talk about Tom Cruise. We get to speak about peanut butter. Um, <laughs> the two things. Those, the two things that I like. That's it. What more could you ask for is comedian, actor, and author Rob Delaney, everybody. <laughs> Rob. Hello there. Yeah, how I, are you? I'm really excited. I'm I'm well, you know, generally baseline good. But yeah. now that I'm here, I'm re- very thrilled to oh, eat. Oh, good. Yeah. It's going up. Yeah. <laughs> Expectations. Like yeah. So a lot to talk about today. We will get on to Peanut Butter and Tom Cruise. But first of all, comedy, acting, an author as well. But you, you started in musical theatre, right? I did, yeah. That's what I went to uni for. Well, the degree was musical theatre. I literally have what's called a Bachelor of fine arts in drama but all my classes were musical theater Fab. yeah so Why? you're here to promote your brand yeah. new my one man musical one man <laughs> musical yeah called and you're uh, gonna perform a song at the end of the podcast right? yeah it's based yeah. on it's a mashup um it's a cross between like oklahoma and hungry hungry hippos oh wow <laughs> yeah i just basically inflate and then i roll through the countryside just eating whatever I, it comes it's in my a really moving piece <laughs> yeah it's very moving but that is actually how you started and did you always love yeah. musicals when you were a kid were you like i want to do that do you know this is gonna sound so nerdy but it's true i thought like well it, all you have as an actor is like your body and your voice so i should probably you know shuffle off to buffalo and <laughs> yeah. learn how to tap and jazz and all that stuff so and and then singing so i just figured that would be the best way to become a good actor would be musical theater rather than being like mm, i feel the orange you know <laughs> which i mean all acting training is ridiculous but uh musical theater is at least is like I'm ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. that felt more you know. suited for me. Yeah, there's no suiterfuge. Do you like a musical, Ange? I love a musical, actually. Do you know there's a new musical which I'm really obsessed with? I've not seen it, but I keep seeing that. Oh, you're not going to say what I think? Bake well, Off? Bake Off <laughs> no. the musical. I keep seeing it, it on the tube. Seems wrong in so many levels. I mean, I, I'm quite obsessed <laughs> with the idea of it. My friend Ian yeah. got really obsessed with reading the reviews of it Ooh. and he got really into it and then someone surprised him and took him to see it. And, oh, and he wow. said it's one of the weirdest nights out you can have. <laughs> it's got to be. Because the storyline's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you hear about it and you think, terrible idea. But then you <laughs> go a little deeper and you think, well, I mean... The narrative that comes out of a lot of the people's experiences on the show is pretty special, you mm-hmm. know, and then I would make yeah. the hosts the bad guys. And so you've got a lot of <laughs> drama to play with in there. So it could be good. I mean, I'm sure it isn't, but it could be good. It could be good. <laughs> I'm going with, I'm yeah. sure it isn't. Sure it isn't. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? Now we're back doing this, and this is the first episode of our brand new series. Yeah. I'm going to treat you, Angela. Thanks. And take you to see Bake Off oh my Musical. God. If I do a good job today, I hope yeah, I can you come can with go you. As well, Rob. Yeah. You can go instead, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to talk about Twitter because I feel okay. like when Twitter was like an exciting new mm-hmm. thing, you were like right in there. You were like, hey. Yeah, well, it was very helpful because I was just talking to my friend Kumail Nanjiani the other night, mm-hmm. who he and I started doing stand-up around the same time in the U.S., and back then, you didn't have to do, like, the morning radio shows. Whoops. Oh, shit. 
Um, but in the United <laughs> States, like not good, no, but go, I yeah, want to stay yeah. in this hole. Yeah, but yeah. there's shows where you go where the guy's like, burp, burp, you know, <laughs> where it's like Rick, Ricky in the shoe. And there's like a big weird guy named the shoe in like Cincinnati. And you have to like play his weird shoe game and until like, and also come see me at the ha ha ha, you know, and they're like, shut up. You know, you know here comes the pirate score. And so that's what you used to have to do. But then when Twitter came around, you didn't have to do that. You could just be like, I'm going to be in Cincinnati. And yeah. you could just sidestep, you know, normal yeah. routes. So if you were silly on Twitter and people followed you, then you amassed enough of a following where you could be like, Cincinnati, I'm coming. And then you could sell tickets. And so it was so great. Mm. But it's funny. I haven't had like a pleasant thought about Twitter now in some years. Because uh, <laughs> now it's where you go to like start a race war, yeah. which you, I mean, I used to think like, mm, I'll start a race war. But then I went, I branched out in other directions. Yeah. So thing. not yeah. being personally interested in stealing an election or starting an insurrection, I thought, you know, <laughs> um, started doing other stuff. But it did used to be fun. And it, it was genuinely fun. And maybe kind, like a friendly... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's friends. Scary now. It's not I mean, kind yeah. now. It's vicious. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's mm. scary. You're very aggressive on Twitter, Angela. Yeah, very, very aggressive. aggressive. All aggressive I do is that. incite Tottenham fans. That's it. That's, it? My, <laughs> that's my only thing. I love that. No, but you do have to watch what you do because you know sometimes you just you're looking and flicking and you retweet stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I suddenly retweeted. I hadn't looked at it properly, uh -huh. and then suddenly I got all this abuse. Oh, of I people thought going, you were better than oh, that. Yeah, exactly. I thought oh, you were better really? than that. And I'm like, what the hell? Am I just retweeted. Yeah, like, oh, delete, you retweet? delete, you know. You like retweet you know. a recipe. You're <laughs> like, that looks tasty. And they're like, uh, were you aware that in 1983? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about Catastrophe because okay. that show was so huge and so loved. Four series. It was in, in 130 countries. You know, I see that stat and that's great, of course. But uh, that's like basically saying there's 130 countries on Earth. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I hope most people can watch it in those countries. I'm sure they totally don't. You know, I'm sure there's like six countries where, you know, a few people are like, yeah, it's great. But anyway, why am I underselling it's, it's it? It's available um, to yeah. all 130 countries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are we available in other countries? Yeah, let's yeah. quickly go through them. Okay. <laughs> um, if we could list them. And find one lister in each. If we could list them, please. Do you get like hassled constantly to be like, do it again, do another series? Not really. I mean, I hope we don't, only because people reboot everything now and like, let it be. We stopped doing it because we had done four series that we were proud of and we could smell that we were getting in danger of repeating ourselves. And frankly, we said a lot about marriage and parenting in there. Maybe Sharon might have some ideas. I totally don't. I like was scraped the barrel and was like, that's all I know. <laughs> and so if we did another one, I think it might be bad or worse, a cash grab. I would rather starve to death. I don't want my kids to starve to death, yeah. but I would totally yeah. on principle be like, check it out. I starved to death because it was cooler yeah. than trot out some and then the ones that do reboot like so many that reboot you're like yeah. i was fine with that not existing anymore and then yeah. it comes back and you're like uh, so yeah, god they, help us if we ever did that so am i right in thinking that you just messaged sharon horgan and that's how it came about yeah i had seen her show pulling yeah which blew my mind yeah, yeah. Brilliant. i mean and still is you know i mean good luck making a show that funny yeah. then she came and saw me do stand-up and then we became friendly and then it's a no one catastrophe but would you and sharon maybe like do something else yeah i mean I mean, she's so hilarious.
hilariously uh -huh. funny and gifted. So yes, the answer yeah. to that is yes. And how do you guys write? Is there like rhyme or reason to do you like, right, Tuesday, nine o'clock, let's be funny. We yeah. became quite regimented, yeah. Because people would ask like, so you, what do you like, improvise? And we're like, not at all. We would like attack other actors when they were like, hey, could I just do this? We'd be like, no, that you don't say and, you say but, and there's an ellipse <laughs> at the end, which yes, it's silent, but I want you to do an ellipse with your face. Like we were so despotic <laughs> about everything. And that's because we would totally like act it out in the room and we were like, oh great, this is how we want to do it. Plus it's not like a Game of Thrones where you have the kind of budget where you're like, just shoot whatever, see what happens. We had like tight schedule, you know? Plus it was on channel four. It wasn't on like a streamer where they were like, one episode can be 22 minutes, the other one can be 48. You know, like the, like channel four, it's like, come on, we gotta broadcast it on a real TV. And so, which was great. So the pressure for that and the sort of strictures we had to adhere to were like the best way to make TV. It always like blows my mind that comedy writing, like mm. how, like, you must have days where you're like, mm, I'm actually not funny this week. <laughs> yes, and that's okay, because then you worry sort of about the storytelling fundamentals, and then you can make it funnier later. One of, If there's anything I could impart to any young aspiring writer out there, is that you can polish a turd. They say you can't. <laughs> whoever said you can't polish a turd is insane, because with writing, you create the turd, and then you'd polish it, you know? Yeah. So people are afraid. I get it. You're afraid to write something bad, right? But you have to kill that fear before you can be a writer that's any good. You totally have to be like, it's bad, it's bad. And then look at it, figure out what's bad and change it. But a bad first draft is like, Ooh. oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Angela, what are we having? So, we've got lamb, roasted leg of lamb with a lovely potato, broccoli and green bean salad. It's quite healthy-ish, Eastery. And then I'm going to put, I know you like loads of mustard, don't you? I do, you like So I'm yeah. going to put a nice mustard dressing on it. So lovely load of Dijon olive oil. And then we've got a little bit of mint and parsley and almond pesto. Delicious. So I'm just going to season it all up and then toss it all together and serve you both. If you fancy having the lamb with a little glass of wine, traditional wine with lamb is Rioja. And we are suggesting having the Waitrose Blueprint Rioja Posadas Hispanas. Mmm, delicious. Do you like to cook at home, Rob? I like to cook alone. Mm -hmm. Like when my wife is like, do you want to cook something together? I would totally rather be hit by a car. Mm. Um, <laughs> like she can cook it 100% and then I'll do all the dishes or vice versa. Yes. And with you on that. I don't know why that is. I just, maybe because I'm ashamed of my cooking. I <laughs> want to do it alone like other things I do alone that I'm ashamed about. But I don't want to cook with, oh God. I would totally rather like walk through here nude than cook <laughs> with a person for sure. This Looks really good, Ange. Really delicious. So we've got lamb, broccoli, potatoes. Do you know what? It sounds so simple, but that looks so shabby. Well, it's Easter, isn't it? I know I sort of don't necessarily go with it. You have to have a lamb at Easter, but it's the new season lamb coming in. Why do we have lamb at Easter? It's the season. It's when new season lamb comes out. Well, if you want to check this out and do this recipe yourself, uh, waitrose.com slash dish recipes. It's on there. Go, Rob. Ooh, the Tuck okay. in. Yeah. Don't this wait. looks really good. And there's nice chunky bits of garlic going on here, which I'm ready mm -hmm. for. It's very wonderful immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm getting a critique there. You're shutting your eyes mm. here and sort of, you know, <laughs> checking mm. it out. And the broccoli's incredible. Yeah, how did you make that broccoli so yummy? Mustard. Oh. It is that key. It, honestly, yeah. mustard for mustard. me, mustard and vinegar changes dishes. Mm, it's a spectacular condiment. You love a mustard, don't I you? I really do. Mm. I think we have a mutual comedian we both like, Seinfeld which mm -hmm. I love, mm -hmm. and you love your cereals. I do. Are you a cereal breakfast, lunch, dinner, 
Ethan un- Slack. Uncan if necessary. I really love Honey Nut Cheerios, which, mm. you know, I don't know why they're not available in this country. It's such a fantastic. They have honey Cheerios, but uh, where's the nut? You know, do, am I supposed to bring my own <laughs> nut? Now, alongside mustard, Rob, mm-hmm. you are a man after my own heart who loves a peanut butter. I really do. How is peanut butter treated in your house? Or does everybody love it? My boyfriend hates it and he mm. won't be, he hates the smell of it. Okay. So he hates like when I've ate it. He's like, oh, you've ate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have that problem at yours or is it? No, I mean, I'm accused routinely of smelling like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is as crazy about it as I am. Yeah, the other day, my wife had the last little bit of peanut butter and I saw it in the rubbish bin and I was like, wow. <laughs> that's like crazy that she would do that, you know? Like selfish, that's like selfish. it wasn't so much anger as like shock, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. I think she was just like, no, I'm hungry. It's in the house. I'm gonna have some. Fair I, enough. You know, was it calculated to hurt? You know that. Well, we can talk to her about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that we spoke about peanut butter before Tom Cruise. That's showbiz. Um, you've worked with Tom Cruise, of course, but amazing people, The Rock and, and Ryan Reynolds and, and now Angela Hartner. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, how's it going to work with Tom Cruise? Who I feel is like, you know, yeah. a brand of a man. Oh, mm. yeah. I mean, different from any other big star because he's so intensely involved in every aspect of the production, which isn't to, like, denigrate any of the other people that I've worked with, but... You know, he'll be like, oh, well, we should use this lens. Uh, that actor in the background's hair should be an eighth of an inch shorter, Stop. like like a computer, you know? So incredibly passionate. So learning from him was amazing. You know, if we're filming this conversation, right, you know, frequently it'll be cameras behind me filming you guys, right? We'll do a blah, 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 and then they'll switch and put the cameras here so that you can't see the cameras mm-hmm. behind each other in a movie. <laughs> in this, it's okay, because we yeah. know that this isn't real. But <laughs> in a movie, when you do that, it'll take, say, 20 minutes. Yeah. And so an assistant director will be like, all right, we got about probably 20 minutes. You can go back to your trailer or whatever. But Tom Cruise is like, we're going to turn the cameras around. Everybody gather around, and I'll tell some stories. So he's, like, telling stories about, like, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard yeah. Burton. You know, like, those are his, like, story. like, where I'm like, yeah, I saw my friend Jeff at the <laughs> match. And he's like, well, Elizabeth Taylor called me. And um, so just super fascinating. And also the Mission Impossible movies are were like the only franchise that I would actually go and see in the cinema. Mm-hmm. So to get to be even a little bit involved in one of those was very exciting. And uh, yeah, Tom Cruise, worth the hype. Oh, really? Oh, that's good to worth the hype. Yeah. Yeah. And this might sound like a stupid question, but I'm, re- I'm serious. Does he really look like Tom Cruise? Like, is he, like, leather jacket, like, the hair, like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise? Um, he is, well, I guess is he, did he just turn 60? I think he may have, or he's wow. close to it, right? Yeah. But you can still see, even if he's in, like, a dress shirt, you know, like a smart shirt, uh-huh. you can still see, like, that he has not just these abs, but the ones that are here Ooh, as well. Right. Okay. You know, the, the ones that I see on men and just get angry. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a I betrayal. Why are you, come on. Yeah. Why, do I have to compete with that? So you can see every muscle through like a jumper. Um, But he looks great. And he also looks like he is aging. So you're not like, oh, he's obviously Mm -hmm. just, you know, having a surgery each day at lunch or anything like that, which (laughs) you feel like some people that age. But so he looks real and handsome and lovely. I've got a friend of a friend who worked on Mission Impossible in like stunts or Mm -hmm. they did something. And then uh, Tom took them skydiving as like a fun Mm-hmm. Thanks for being in the movie or something. Yeah. I'd actually hate if we finished this and you were like, I'd love to get skydiving. I'd love to take you skydiving. I'm like, just a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some more, Rob? Yes. 
I mean, am I, if I'm allowed to yeah, have more, please. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. You help yourself. Yeah. Thank, okay, you. Yeah. thank you. You got off yeah. dress and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The table is a little big. It's a bit far. It's, it's a little bit table, big. Rob. It's our new table, Rob. You're our first oh, guest and prison yeah. in this table. Thank you I'm going to so have a little much. bit more, a little bit more. Do you want now. some more? What year did you move to the UK? 2014. Oh, So I've been here nine years. Nine years. Which is bananas. And culinary-wise, mm -hmm. did you notice any extreme differences? Was there anything where you're like, ooh, what's that that they do over here? Once in a while, like a beef and kidney pie would come mm. across the table. I don't so much need kidney meat. I guess maybe if I had discovered it when I was younger, but now yeah. if you're giving me Just a kidney, I'm like, you know what, That the ship has sailed. Yeah, move My, on. Uh, palate has yeah. hit a wall yeah. and the wall is made of kidney. <laughs> so Angela and I both listened to your book, A Heart That Works. It proper, you know, made me cry and yeah. really got me. And I, I found it like, kind of like brutal mm -hmm. in parts. Like I was really, you know, mm -hmm. get, you know, you get the mm. thing in your throat like that. Well. Right, and it's one thing. How is it going to like record it and read the words about, you know, um. Henry's life on tape? Yeah, so for people who don't know what the book's about, it is about my son Henry, who died of a brain tumor five years ago, a little bit before he turned three. And it's about, you know, that whole experience with my family of him getting sick and then us taking care of him for a couple of years and then him dying. And so to answer specifically your question about reading through it, it felt good to do that because even when you're writing a book, it's rare to go from like A to Z all the way through. And um, that was one of the times I did that like in essentially one sitting. I think I actually did take an hour and a half nap in the middle of it and just lay on the floor in the dark booth. I really did. And then, so yeah, it took one day to do. And I felt good doing that because then I was like, okay, this book is going to devastate people, but it also makes sense. There's a through line. So honestly, reading it out loud, I was like, okay, it doesn't stink. Also, I was even like, because parts of it I'd written months before, I was like, oh my God. I'm going to put this out in the world. I mean, this is going to wallop people. And then I was like, good. Yeah. Because part of the book was I wanted to do an unvarnished picture of grief and the anger that comes with it. Because that's what it feels like. It was like a mm -hmm. response to obviously mm. Henry's death that yeah. this is this has happened to me and I'm pissed off about it. And you all have to feel that. Well, I felt honestly that it was, I know it, because it is an angry, brutal book, but I did feel like it was a loving thing to put oh. that out there. I think it would have been much less kind to put out a book that was like, but then one day the sun did come out, you know, yeah. and all this yeah. stuff, because then somebody could read that and be like, oh, I guess maybe I'll be okay. And then mm -hmm. something like that happens to them and you're just brutalized, yeah. you know, something said to me, make it difficult, mm -hmm. make it heavy. But it was absolute raw honesty. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it the is, thing. the pure honesty in it. You, and you the just, range of yeah. emotions as well. Yeah. In it. Thanks for thinking that, because yeah, that is what I wanted to do. And you also felt the absolute love for Henry and your other sons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about like stories to the boys? Do the boys ask questions? And they do. And they, they remember him and uh -huh. they talk about him. And so, you know, there's a lot that's awful about the world right now. But uh, there are some things that are better. You know, we are moving in a good direction in some ways. And one of them is people talk more openly about grief. They get that if you don't talk about the thing that's killing you, you know, then you yourself can get, you know, stomach cancer yeah. or whatever. But if you do 
talk about the pain when it hurts, you know, try to let it move through you. Then you can kind of weave it into your life. So we're still sad. I'm sad. Cool. I want to be with him. But if I tell you that. Yeah right now how i'm feeling then i'll have a better day than if i was like yeah it's fine or i don't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah then but also I'm, it makes them healthy as you know yeah. children but yeah. when they come into their teens yeah, yeah, their yeah. adulthood the pressure now on young yeah. kids and now they've you know and it, i think it was one of your friends wasn't it that sort of you know you asked about how do i deal with this mm-hmm. my grief and then looking after my children because mm-hmm. i think that's one of the other things that comes through is that you and leah had a family yeah. You know, you had to also be there for them mm. as young adults. And it was just love them. Yeah. You know, the simplest thing, but the hardest thing probably at the time when you were feeling yeah. what you were feeling. Yeah. And so our older boys, yeah, are yeah. 10 and 12. And they will do things here and there, not all the time, but here and there, like with their friends that are like so thoughtful for them. Like, I can guarantee I didn't do anything like that or say anything like that when I was 10 and 12, where they'll be like, really loving or understanding when a friend is going through something. And that is, um, there's no great there. I couldn't be proud. That's way better than like a good report at school, you know, to see your kid be kind or to be told by another kid's parent or grandparent. That's like, I mean, I got to go lie down. (laughs) Wow. Is that the same child that you talk about in your Stand up that says I'm going to make this other child yeah, hate, hate you. you. Yeah, the, the one of them is. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, Jacqueline but the two Hart, I've gotten yeah. two recently, yeah. two lovely reports on both of them from other people being like, just so you know. Oh, yeah. they're nice. Oh. That, was, yeah. that makes me want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even met these kids. I could, <laughs> I could go yeah, here, yeah, yeah. but yeah, you do a great um, bit in in Jackie, which you yeah. can watch on Amazon Prime if you want to go and check it out. Uh-huh. Not you, Rob. I mean, anyone listening, you can, Rob. Where you seen that? you're fielding like three kids at once and one punched the other one and the other one yeah. ate a snail. Mm-hmm. Like when I, cause I don't have kids. Yeah. When I see that those sort of stories or hear those sort of stories, yeah. I'm like, wow, parents and parenting, like hats off. It's like, pretty bananas. Pretty, yeah. It pretty is. Pretty nuts pulling a snail out of someone's oh, mouth. Yeah. 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 That's pretty. <laughs> I remember the youngest one ate a snail and I hear like crunch, you know, like the escargot slimy noise. I love the fact then, you say escargot. Yeah, but then this <laughs> shell is still yeah, in the yeah, yeah. He's oh. chewing it with his like two teeth. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the older ones punches the other one. Like punch, like boxer jab in the face. And I happened to be watering the lawn at that point. So what? I just hosed him. <laughs> if you have three kids, boys. <laughs> Boys under the age of like cool. seven. That's just part of your life. That's <laughs> well, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot yeah. of energy. Have they like watched any of your stand up? I hope not. No. Okay. I was going to say <laughs> one yeah. of them used a phrase the other day where I was like, that's not something people say often. And I sure said it in the filthy context. Yeah. But I, you know what? I'll just sweep that under the rug. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll tell you all about my emotions. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. oh, do I have to do homework that'll lead to me needing to do some parenting later? Yeah, I'll no. just put that. Oh, I don't want to do that. No, Some, do, pass the lamp, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, like I said, the book I honestly found so moving and so touching and brutal. Like I said, it was, but it was its honesty. And then I also we loved Jackie oh, as well. Thanks. Yeah. So we're, we're loving that you're bringing different emotions to us, Rob. You know, well, people, people can have, handle. You just give us one feeling. A lot. I mean, you give me all. Well, both of what you guys do. I mean, if you think about the life circumstances of when you're feeding people, yeah. it's around the clock you know yeah, i mean yeah. and how important food is for grieving mm. you know for yeah. getting energy in the beginning of the day i mean yeah. you learn that people can handle 
anything, you know, and as long as you sort of, I hate the word curate. It's quite popular now. Mm. Not as much as I hate when people call themselves a creative as a noun. That's <laughs> disgusting. Lucky roll. Lucky roll. But you know what I mean? Like, you do pick what you're going to tell people. You know what I mean? Like, if you are the filter, then you know you can put in, like, something sad here, something happy here, yeah. something silly, something profane. Like, people can handle a lot. And they love variety. Variety is the spice. That's a food word of yeah. life. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Well done. Now, we have for you, Rob, an end-of-show question. Okay. One question written by mm-hmm. the production team, uh-huh. a gaggle of creators. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen this, nor has Angela. Right. All you've got to do mm-hmm. is answer this question to win yourself a goodie bag from the nice people at Waitrose. Ooh, exciting. And I think it contains Easter eggs for your yeah. children. Woo! Because my wife knows where I am right yeah. now. I try to avoid that, but she knows where I am. I know, you sounded like she knows this yeah. time, but I not mean to normally. Say, she's, Cause it's like dinner time in real life for normal people yeah, is approaching. Yeah. And she's like, so you're gonna go be And fed, I got three kids. Yeah, yeah. by Michelin star, yeah. you know, she's like, good, good for you. Have a great time. Have fun. Um, so if I can leave here empty handed, on my way here, I was fantasizing like, I hope I leave here with something. Otherwise I'll literally have to go to a weight rose and get some stuff. <laughs> but we'll save you a journey. Yeah. If you if want you to question, answer right. this question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which was more terrifying, the vasectomy, wow, mm-hmm. or the bungee off the Manhattan Bridge? Ooh. Ooh, both juicy. Right. So I think it might have been the vasectomy. I should do a commercial for vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I can have sex whenever we want. <laughs> we don't have to prepare. We don't have to go get a thing unless we want to. And nobody gets pregnant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love my vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Great uh, answer. Anyway, but also I didn't enjoy getting it. But that's okay. So I think that was scarier because mm-hmm. I ate food before the surgery. And so when I was like, you know what? Maybe I will have those drugs. They were like, yeah, but you said you had breakfast. And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't have breakfast. And they were like, yeah, well, we don't want you to aspirate, vomit, and die. Whereas jumping off the Manhattan Bridge should have been scary. It was Uh illegal. Like, it wasn't a sanctioned. I knew a guy who had a bungee cord. And in the middle of the night, he was like, you want to go jump off the Manhattan Bridge? And I was like, yes. And so he was a theatrical rigor. So he, like, was good with ropes. And I heard that other people had done it uh-huh. and nobody had died. So that should have been scarier. But I was like early 20s. So I was say, like, yeah, jump yeah. off a bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I won't even like, I'm yeah. like, those stairs look dangerous. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, you said for sex me, so I you did. win a goodie bag. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Uh, Rob, thank you for coming around. Yeah, thank you. Thank you you guys. This was wonderful. It was very, very fun. Thank you. Rob Delaney, everybody. (laughs) Next week on Dish, we are going to be joined by... One. Alex Jones. Off of the one show. Love Alex Jones. He's got crack, you know, Alex Jones. It's difficult bacon, isn't it, Angela? It is actually, yeah. Who's got time? Anyway, what's the powder that makes it rise? God, this is how old bacon powder. (laughs) 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 For when you're baking. The clues in the name, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Strong stuff. I'll just get my bag now. See you later. She's hysterical, as is the one show. Yeah. (laughs) Chaotic.
If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast. Follow Dish wherever you get your podcast so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, listen to something else. <laughs> we can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, wherever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose, food to feel good about.